Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Coffee Connections. I'm your host, Seth Weiner, and I am your auctioneer. Uh, you're like, why is this guy wearing an apron, right? And a Hebrew apron at that. I'm going to get to that in just a minute. I want to welcome everyone. Uh, it's been We took a week off last week. I was at the uh, National Auctioneer Association's Benefit Auctioneer Summit virtually. So... I was right here, actually, uh, gathered with a bunch of auctioneers across the country, uh, uh, and we discussed all sorts of things, mostly virtual auctions. And it was a really great conference, came loaded back with some tools to be able to uh, share with my clients and you through Coffee Connections. Uh, so if you haven't done so already, please do subscribe to our YouTube channel and feel free to share these uh, posts. We also have all of the past episodes available on yourauctioneer.com and under Coffee Connections. So where we are today, today our guest is Jody Pollock. He's the executive director for the Atlanta Kosher Barbecue Festival. And Jody is an accomplished project manager and a highly effective project team leader with over 30 years of professional experience in technology and project management. In this role, Jody is able to leverage his project management skills with his passion for barbecue. And you know there's a lot of barbecue here in Atlanta and the South. Uh, and he loves giving back to his community. He's a very strong uh, proponent of STEM, STEM, and is the chairman of the Professional Advisory Council for the Georgia Southern School of Electrical Engineering, where he has served as an advisor for the past 12 years. Uh, in addition, Jody spends his spare time making menorahs, mezuzahs, and cutting boards of all sorts uh, in his wood shop for his Paulwood Etsy store. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please welcome Jody Pollock. Good afternoon, Seth. How are you doing today? I am doing all right. This week is flying by. Uh, how was your Labor Day? It was awesome. Uh, you'll never guess, but I actually barbecued a brisket. I would, I would have never guessed that. I mean, I, I would not, I, w I know I wouldn't have guessed that you would barbecue a pork. So I, I definitely get the brisket part. Yes. And it, and it was excellent. Well, uh, Jody, it is Coffee Connections. Do you have a mug of coffee by chance or a mug? I do happen to have one. Look at that. Oh, look at that. What's that say? That's from the Hebrew Order of David, uh, Lodge Betzalel, one of four lodges here in Atlanta. And I was the uh, third president of that lodge and uh, former member. I've moved on to another lodge called Lodge Shimshon, which is based in Alpharetta. And I was actually the founding president of that one. Sounds like something I, sh I should get involved in because my, my name is Shimon. So sounds like it's appropriate. You know, a little shim there. Well, Shimshon is uh, named actually after... The uh, the C-130J that flies here in Atlanta. So I used to work for Lockheed and was in, in aerospace for 22 years. Oh, wow. And I worked on the uh, C-130J here. And here in the U.S., it's called Hercules. And I was at a lodge meeting, and the guest speaker was the IDF test pilot for the C-130 for Israel. And when they were delivered to Israel, they changed the name from Hercules to Shimshon, which is Samson. Oh, well, yeah, similar. <laughs> and I got to name the lodge 
as its first president, and I picked Shimshon because it was it tied in uh, HOD Israel and my time at Lockheed. Yeah, that, that that totally makes sense. Now you got the mug. Are you a coffee drinker? Honestly, uh, no. <laughs> ne never developed a taste. Uh, I I like uh, teas, uh, but I'm I'm a you know Chinese restaurant oolong or uh, a black tea. Not, okay. Not the fancy stuff. No, no earls and no uh, lemon pressed uh, Thai. I don't even know. I'm well, Thai tea is awesome. If you've ever had a Thai iced tea, oh that, yes, yeah. those are great. And and Earl, if Earl's around, I'll I'll share with him. I feel like the grayer I get, the more I like Earl because it's an Earl Grey. This this is true. Oh. Uh, I'm not all thrilled with his buddy Bergamot. So hmm. that's that's what gives it the unique flavor. Ah, okay, okay. Which yeah. uh, I imagine probably fits well with some barbecue, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, will you be so kind to share about the Atlanta Kosher Barbecue Festival um, and what it is that you all do uh, for the community? Sure. So the Barbecue Festival started in 2013 with uh, the Brotherhood of Congregation B'nai Torah here in uh, Sandy Springs. And I was like the fourth man in. Uh, the three founders, uh, Brian Mailman, Keith Marks, and Matt Dixon, started it as I was becoming aware of barbecue. And I mustered the forces of HOD, and we provided a lot of the labor and actually ran two teams. And uh, my brisket came in third, by the way, uh, first year. And uh, became a bigger part helping them with the second year. And then the Temple B'nai Torah took a year off. And during that time frame, I was asked if HOD under my leadership would be interested in taking over the barbecue festival because it had grown too large for the congregation. And I took it over. We moved it to Brook Run Park and Three years we ran it at Brook Run Park and averaged 3,500 people per year, about 25 teams, and uh, just a, a great, great opportunity for the community to get together. Uh, there's nothing better than getting together over food. And by being uh, Chabad kosher, it's monitored by the Atlanta Kosher Commission. Uh, They're involved in every step of the uh, food prep, the equipment prep. Uh, we actually have a warehouse in uh, uh, Doraville where we've got nine pallets of equipment, which includes uh, 60 Weber kettles, all the utensils, um, the charcoal, whatever you need to put on a barbecue festival, we have there. And uh, we'll get the meat in from New York. It'll all be Chabad kosher. And We'll uh, unload the, the warehouse, load it onto trucks, bring it out to the site, and everything gets prepped and put together under rabbinical supervision. Uh, the idea that we're kosher to the extreme allows the entire Jewish community to participate. And then the, the fact that it's barbecue brings out the rest of the community. So it, it is truly, truly 
the most diverse food event in the state of Georgia because we get everybody there because everybody here loves barbecue. Now, does it follow the same rules as, say, a regular barbecue fest like where a Meyer Mixon or one of those uh, yes. Southern barbecue yeah. famous uh, folks are going to participate? Yes. So we there's an organization called KCBS, which is a Kansas City Barbecue Society, and they uh, certify judges to judge the food. And these guys are professional eaters, which is a pretty cool job. Uh, and I think they have a cardiologist on staff uh, <laughs> to take care of them. But uh, we generally have about 30 judges come to judge the competition. And they actually fight for a seat at the table to uh, be invited to support us. Uh, they do this for free. And because it's kosher, it's su such a unique experience for them. But our teams, uh, we actually provide the food to the teams as part of their entry fee. And we give them a, a 14 to 20 pound brisket. We give them uh, three pounds of ground beef and chicken and, uh, and I'm drawing a blank, oh, and beef ribs. And they're judged on each dish. Uh, it's all done, again, under rabbinical supervision. And we have specific turn-in times for the food. And the judges judge not my brisket against your brisket, but my brisket against their standard and your brisket against their standard. So this is really the same format as what you would see at the regular Atlanta barbecue festival or any, you know, these national festivals that, that take place. Do you ever have uh, contestants that participate that are like, wait, what kosher? Wait, I, I thought it was a barbecue fest. Oh, exactly. And one of the, our goals is to bring the community together. That's, that's our tagline. And to do that, we want to bring in every flavor of person to eat and to compete. Uh, the rabbis like the grills. Therefore, your team is by definition a kosher team, whether the participants on the team are Jewish or not. Right. The other thing we want to do is get back to the community and show our appreciation to the first responders. So we'll give free entry to the police and fire departments and we've had the Sandy Springs police and fire, the Cobb County police, the Dunwoody police, and the DeKalb fire departments all competing. And we have a competition within the competition where we have a trophy for the first responders. And that travels with the, uh, with the winning team. And right now it's sitting in East Cobb, which is made every year in. this year with it, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, the teams on this side of the river are a little bit upset, but it, it level playing field. Everybody starts yeah. from the same stuff. And that's one of the things I noticed. Uh, and if you look uh, right behind Jody, folks, he's got a poster there. Uh, that is uh, their their documentary about the festival. It's a really well done documentary. Uh, and one of the things going into you know talking with you, um, I've heard of the Atlanta Kosher Barbecue Festival. I've never been. Um, but I, I saw this and I always thought, you know, it was just going to be like the, the, the temple clubs or something. And, and the video really shows you that this is a major barbecue festival in the traditional style. Uh, and to see the police and the firemen and just all walks of life participating 
is great. And then let's even add to that. Uh, I mean, you got some creative uh, um, names uh, people come up with uh, for their groups there. Yeah, the, the Five Books of Moses, um, Grillin' to Fillin'. My team was the Megillah Grillas because somebody had to make the meal after uh, the fast of Easter. Uh, we've had uh, Not Your Boobies Brisket, uh, the uh, Masterful Menches of Meat, and just all, all kinds of funky names. And, and we actually have a comp another competition within the competition for the decoration of the tents, as oh. well as the most creative names. Oh, that's cool. And and for that, we'll bring in uh, celebrities, Jewish celebrities, to judge that portion, because the food is judged by real judge, professional judges, but we've had uh, Barry, uh, Jerry Farber, we've had Mark Aram, uh, Zach Klein, uh, so, some of the rabbis, but we, we wanna bring in a celebrity or two to to get a flavor for what we're doing and uh -huh. uh, you know let let them see what's happening yeah and now would i wouldn't be your auctioneer if i didn't talk about the fundraising aspect or the tukuna lamas uh many many would know it as um so you not only are you producing this event uh but you're raising money at this event as well you have a, a silent auction uh, raffles occasionally different things like that um, and that money is going back to the community. Can you talk a little bit about, um, about that and about some of the organizations, uh, here in our community of Atlanta that, that you've helped support? Sure. So it, it costs a bit to put this on. And, uh, <clears throat> so our, our overhead is a little bit high, so we're not able to give back as much as we would like. But one of the things we can do is give visibility when you have 3,500 people coming into one place at one time, uh, we've got all kinds of vendor tents set up. So we'll have, in many cases, we'll be able to give a free tent to an organization like the Jewish Education Loan Fund, the Jewish Family and Career Services, uh, the Jewish Federation, the Olive Fund, uh, and the like. And with the, the remaining funds that we have, when, once we've paid all the bills and, and cleared everything up, uh, we will make donations as we can, to, again, to Jewish Education Loan Fund. They've been our primary beneficiary for the last three years. Uh, we've given to the Weinstein Hospice, the, uh, the Cohen Home, the, uh, which is all part of Jewish Home Life uh, Services. Uh, Hebrew Order of David on a larger scale, because that's I represent the Hebrew Order of David, and this is one of our ways of giving back to the community. Uh, we've donated in the past three vans to Jewish Family, uh, yeah, Jewish Family and Career Services to their Jets uh, organization, which takes seniors to the uh, to the doctor and such. And um, our Grand Lodge president, uh, Alan Rubenstein, passed away a year ago. And in his honor, he brought her David presented another van to uh, to Jets. Uh, in fact, there's going to be an article in the Jewish Times, I believe, this weekend uh, talking about that. So as a barbecue festival, um, we're a microcosm of the good work that Hebrew Order David does here in Atlanta and all over the world. That That's wonderful. And it sounds like... Um... 
Well, it doesn't sound like, I mean, this year you had to take the year off. Uh, and I know that that's got to put a hurting on everything, but, um, what, what have you been focusing on in this time that, that you're not producing the event? Because it takes a lot of energy, obviously, to produce such an event. It, it does. And, uh, I've, while we had it cancel it this year because of COVID, uh, we, there is still a lot of behind the scenes planning that's going on. Uh, we may return to Brook Run, uh, which has been renovated over the last couple of years. Uh, we've been at City Springs the last two. Uh, so there, the layout changes. So I have to re redesign that. Uh, we have to see who we can uh, get support from because a lot of the, the organizations that we get support from are, are hurting right now. Uh, they're, you know, they're not receiving donations and they're supporting the community as best they can. And then uh, a lot of the restaurants that we deal with, uh, I know of at least two that just didn't make it. So, mm -hmm. so that that's kind of rough, but we're, we're always keeping in touch with all our vendors and seeing what we can do if we can help in any way. And then on, on a personal level, uh, using the free time, I've been playing in my wood shop and making menorahs such as this and that. Oh, very nice. And even uh, mezuzahs. So uh, I've been keeping busy and, <laughs> and and my wife is actually, she'd rather have me in the wood shop than on the phone all the time dealing with the barbecue. So, <laughs> I guess you could say, what would she rather you do? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, that's excellent. Um, and let's talk a little bit about the going back to the video. Is there a, a date that that's going to be set for release or how, how are people going to be able to see this documentary? And again, I, I'm telling you, I watched it. I enjoyed it. It was it. It gives you a lot of insight as to what's going on, what the event is at. And you can see the excitement of you did a great job of capturing the excitement of everyone's involvement um, and, and, and to show like to say it's a community, a Jewish community. It's a community event. It's, it's anchored by the Jewish community, but it brings the community together. And I guess the Jewish community is much larger than just those that are religious. It's a, it's and, the, and I feel that the video really does a good job of showing that. So is it set for release or what's um, what's happening with that? So right now, uh, it has been seen, uh, believe it or not, we actually premiered at the Atlanta Jewish Film Festival in February, and we were the only documentary short to sell out. Uh, we sold out in two days, and uh, it was a great hit. Uh, people loved it. Uh, as they were leaving the theater, they were saying, you know, the wives were saying to the husbands, you should get involved in that. We better go next year. You never told me about this before. Uh, what's going on here? You know, so so it made a, a big impact. Um, and we had planned a series of dinner and a movies at the various temples to raise funds for those temples, uh, to raise funds uh, to pay for the movie. Uh, we were able to cover the cost, but still it, it, uh, it helps if we have a few more shekels in the bank for it. Um, but some of the cool things that's happened is we have submitted the film to other film festivals around the world, and we have been accepted at three of them oh, cool. uh, so far. Uh, one is the Georgia Film Festival, sponsored by the University of North Georgia. 
another one that we just found out about a couple of days ago is a uh, international film festival hosted in Nashville that's going to play in uh, November. And the coolest one is we've been accepted to the Moscow Jewish Film Festival in Russia. And that coincidentally is going to play on the weekend that we were going to have the barbecue festival. Yeah, that's interesting. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So that, that was very cool. And, and part of our, our, the movie, uh, of the, the coolness of the movie and the community involvement is the Atlanta History Center oh, had yeah. put together an exhibit in, in uh, about a year and a half ago, almost two years now, uh, called Barbecue Nation. And it talked about barbecue all over the country. Yeah, and, I happened to I worked at a couple of auctions at, at that location, uh, some galas. And, and so I got to go into the experience a couple times. Um, found it very fascinating that when you think of barbecue, you think of the South, you think of, you know, Kansas City, you think of the difference of like, you know, you know South Carolina's uh, barbecue versus uh, Texas barbecue. But what, what I like so much about it is when it took you around the world and it showed you that barbecue is a type of cooking that is celebrated around the world. Exactly. And they had evidently been keeping an eye on us uh, while they were putting the plans together for the barbecue festival or for their exhibit. And they reached out to me and asked if we could give them something that could be on display at their festival, at their uh, exhibition. And our 2000, 2017 grand champion trophy sat in the trophy case with two other grand champion trophies that they, they meant a whole lot. <laughs> Ours was minor, big to us, minor to them. But the reason we were there was we were there representing diversity and showing how the Jewish community has taken Southern barbecue and adapted it to meet our cultural needs. So that was very cool that uh, we made it to the big time there. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. Um, well, uh, I want to thank you for your time. Uh, is there anything else you want to share about the Atlanta Kosher Barbecue uh, Festival or, or anything? So we're, we're looking forward to the spring of uh, next year to have the, it would have been the eighth annual, now we'll just call it the eighth, uh, Atlanta Kosher Barbecue Festival. I didn't think about the fact that, I, hold on a second, that's an that's a interesting point you brought up. If something is an annual event and they had to take 2020 off, are they still an annual event? Hmm. But anyway, go on. That was that was actually interesting. That, that's something to ponder while the brisket is cooking. <laughs> we shall see. But nevertheless, uh, we'd love to have everybody there. We we know that people are going to be, and pardon the pun, they're going to be hungry for a good outside event and we don't care what flavor you are as long as you like barbecue and for the vegans out there we may even throw a carrot on the grill for you all right all right now final two questions for you jody one question pellets or big green egg big green egg <laughs> Can't be a Georgia barbecue if you don't like the big green egg. I miss my big green egg so much. Such a 
such a great tool. I, you, you, you know, my wife is an estate liquidator and there are people that, you know, in 2008, 2009, were going bankrupt and losing their homes. They kept the egg. (laughs) Exactly. Keep the egg. I, yeah. Well, it's another story another time, Uh, but I will have my egg. I will have another egg another day. Uh, Can't have one where I'm at. Uh, But uh, second question, final question. We end all of our episodes with our guests getting to recommend a future guest. And I'm curious if there's an organization here in Atlanta, a nonprofit organization that you would recommend that's an innovator and that would have insights to share. So one of the organizations that we deal with every year uh, is not a Jewish organization. They're not a Christian organization. They're an organization that helps people that need help. Uh, They're a food bank, they're a clothing bank, and it's called I Care Atlanta. Uh, It's the letter I, and it's run by a gentleman named Anthony Delgado, who is a former uh, addict who saw the light and realized that this is something he can do. And every year we count on Anthony for uh, the use of his refrigerated truck and we make a donation uh, to him on a regular basis to uh, cover the cost of the truck and just to say thank you. And I think Anthony would be a, a great, uh, a great, interesting individual to chat with. Yeah, I, I think so as well. And I love the uh, pun on the eye care. I can't, I can't help but love yeah. that. Uh, well, thank you so much, Jody. Everyone, please uh, take a minute to go and check out the Atlanta kosher barbecue.com. Uh, upcoming uh, the rest of the month here, or not the rest of the month, but coming up here this month, we are also talking with the Jewish Fertility Foundation, the Atlanta Community Food Bank, the Center for Civic Innovation, uh, and then we also have the Georgia Center for Child Advocacy and the Atlanta Jewish Music Festival all on deck in these next coming weeks. You can find more at yourrocktioneer.com. Jody, thank you, and thank all that tuned in today. Uh, We'll see you next time here at Coffee Connections. And I am, again, Seth Weiner, your Rocktioneer. Thanks, Jody. Thanks, Seth.